You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. Uh, this is episode 231. Um, real quick, if you haven't checked out the, the last episode, we, uh, I had Aaron Cheatham um, on and we talked about Skankfest. And then I went over to his show, The Great Area, on Hot Pie Media to do a part two of it. So make sure you check that out. Very funny. If you haven't, if you didn't go to Skank Fest this year, make sure you go next year. It was the, probably the, the best comedy festival I've ever been to, but only been to two. So I guess that's, that's the comp- comparison there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media. Uh, Hip Hop Bingo is still up and kicking. So by the time this comes out, we'll have a last one, but make sure you keep, uh, uh, you follow us on Instagram. We'll have one more in January, I believe. So be on the lookout for that. But without further ado, let me introduce my guest for the show. Get comfortable. I got Valerie Lopez in the building. How you doing? From Comedy Wham. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. You've been grinding at this comedy <laughs> thing. <laughs> yes. You like becoming the the, the the go-to resource for anything happening is a monumental task that is such high praise because I, 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 I used to do it when i started the, the podcast i used to do the same thing but just for nightlife stuff so every episode I'd be like oh this was going on this weekend and blah 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 this was going on go check out this rsvp over here and all that and you're like god damn there's way too much going on in the city if you want to know just do your fucking research <laughs> that's, where I'm at, that's where i'm at now <laughs> but i commend you for what you've done and what you've built at comedy wham thank it, you it's really it's hard work. So what was the, like, what was the, the thing? Like, why did you? So the long story. Long story long. The we long have an story hour, long, so yeah. Ahead. So this will be, take about 53 minutes. Go ahead and fast forward if you don't want to hear the history. <laughs> the, the story is I used to do another podcast with a good friend of mine named Laura Smith. And uh-huh. It's called Radio Tatas. It's still out there. You can listen to Radio our. Radio Tatas? Yes. It is. I call it my, my, my uh, silly show. That okay. was my silly podcast. Uh-huh. I wanted because since about 2012, I started going to see live comedy like nonstop. It was my therapy after a divorce. Oh, that'll do it. And I wanted to get to know the people behind the scenes. I love them on stage, but I wanted to get to know them off stage. Uh-huh. And we had decided that we were not going to incorporate comedy interviews or comic interviews as part of our silly show. Mm-hmm. I had a good friend of mine, Dave Thomas, who ran a blog called Comedy Wham!, Mm-hmm. And it was just a blog, and he had uh, folks. The very first person was actually Chris Tellez. Oh, shout out to Chris. Yeah. he uh, Dave wanted to just be able to give comics a platform to promote their shows, so he would write up articles. Mm-hmm. In two, late 2015, we had made this decision on Radio Tatas not to do interviews, but I had this itch that I needed scratched. Mm-hmm. And so I approached Dave, and he said, why don't you do a podcast off of Comedy Wham?, Mm-hmm. And so that began in January 2016. Okay. And it all started with locals. The very first interview was Brendan K. O'Grady and Duncan Carson of Sure Thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was you know, like super locals. Like one of my early interviews was Adam Wolf, who most people don't know. He's moved to Waco mm-hmm. and he dabbles in comedy now. But after about a year, I realized, well, I've got some some comedy I have fa- I ha- I'm a fan of the comics coming to Moon Tower. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they would agree to sit down to an interview with me. Wait, so how long have you been going to Moon Tower? 
since I think 2016. So this was my fifth year. Well, you know, you don't count 2020, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is my fifth calendar year. Uh, I got nine years on you. Yeah, I know. But you're 231. I got 237, buddy. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, shit. <laughs> All right. You're going to bring the heat. I'm going to bring nah, the heat. No. I'll, I'll take it. If I dish it, if I dish it, I got to be able to take it. But fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no. Fair yeah. enough. And, Go ahead. And, you know, I, I was shocked. And, and we even applied for a press pass and i'm like there's no fucking way they're gonna give us a press pass because you know we're just we're just a blog and i've just interviewed a, you know a handful of people by then i was a year plus into interviewing comics mm -hmm. but it all worked out they gave us press passes so we we were able to go to shows and i landed interviews don't ask me who because i can't remember every single one were you doing interviews at the Stephen f austin upstairs i actually do them in the driscoll bar Oh, okay. When I do my Moon Tower interviews and even some other like out-of-towner interviews, I always go to the Driscoll. Okay. Because these out-of-towners, I think they get such a great experience by sitting in that lounge. Yeah. It's so Texan. Yeah, it's true. And it puts them at ease. Mm -hmm. And I get great conversations that way. Nice. Yeah. So do you want to name drop who you've had? Oh, my gosh. Well, they're all in the archive. But yeah, go to comedywayman.com <laughs> and all that bullshit. We'll, we'll, Subscribe we'll on yeah, iTunes yeah, yeah. and all that good stuff. But so I love Jeremiah Watkins. I think you're a fan too. Yes. Um, from Goddamn Comedy Jam. Yep. Um, then he's just been blowing up as a like solo performer mm -hmm. lately, uh, lately. He he was my, I think he may have been my first Moon Tower interview. I'd, I'd actually have to go back and double check. But he's been so kind with me. That every year he sits down with me, and now oh, our running, yeah, every now now our running joke is I get less and less time with him because he's so damned busy. Yeah, yeah. And now he's like, and he's a dad too. I don't, need, I don't eat comedy wham. And I'm like, I know you don't need us, <laughs> but. <laughs> but Jeremiah is a good kid. Really? He's such a good guy. Yeah, such a good guy. And some of the like, I can't believe I landed them. Folks include Andy Kindler, and I know you've you've interviewed people that like oh my god that's incredible that you i'm not trying them. to compare notes but yeah yeah fine. no you know that feeling yeah, 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 you I know, know really. how yeah, yeah. oh my god this person is actually taking time out of their day to talk to me yeah yeah it's an it's an incredible feeling and it's an incredible feeling when at the end you realize wow they were really giving of themselves like andy kindler because he's such a mental health advocate yeah and he's so open about his own experiences mm -hmm. like it was at the end you're like man i feel like i sat in a therapy session with him. <laughs> that's most comments <laughs> <laughs> right i get that comment a lot too because yeah, yeah. i i uh i i try to be as neutral as possible in my interviews like i don't try to impose like oh my no, of course thing. of course yeah i mean, i think it's that um if if it's set up like uh hey uh we're we're just talking here. Mm -hmm. Like there's no judgment. No, if it turns into a, 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 a pluck show, it gets annoying. But yeah. if it's uh, Hey, we're just two human beings talking. Mm -hmm. Cause at the end of the day, that's what podcast is. When you, uh, I mean, any comedy podcast is literally just comics sitting around shooting the shit. Yeah. Exactly. That's what all it is. Unless they have this, no agenda, nothing. This is, you know, what, I, what I do, what, uh, uh, a lot, a lot of podcasts do. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's that connection they crave because, you know, they're on the road all the time by themselves and yeah. 
fans and fans that come up after shows, they either love it or hate it or they talk shit or they heckle mm -hmm. and they, they follow what the people say on Instagram and comments and all that stuff. And when someone goes, I just want to talk to you, they go, oh my God, yeah. oh yes, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a lot of like, especially the higher level names, they're used to people sucking their dicks. Exactly. Keep and, the mic close. Okay, sorry. Yeah. There, you know, it's ironic that you tell me to put the mic closer as I'm saying. Exactly. People as as a dicks. professional yeah. podcaster, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Valerie doesn't know how to hold a microphone. Well, I have a stand, so I don't have to think about it. Ah. Plus, plus, I'm never the one that people care to listen to. So this is a very different vibe. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, these people are so used to people like, oh my god, you're so great, and I do tend to be, oh my god, you're so great. Yeah. But I also think that I ask questions that are open-ended so that they can talk the majority of the time. Right, it's right. never my goal. It's a balancing act. And I don't know how you have dealt with this because while I want to ask the open-ended question mm -hmm. that lets you go off the rails, I also want to have a conversation. Yeah. There's, there's different kinds. Uh, I mean, even outside of podcasts, when I'm just talking to comics, there are comics who would like to hold court. Mm -hmm. like they, they just want to they just want to talk and yeah. it's like you just shut up and if you can maybe throw a word in every once in yeah. a while then good for you yeah. but uh and then you have the other ones that are like hey i'm just i can talk about anything mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be i honestly don't like to to talk about comedy with comedians because yeah. they talk about it all the time right and i think it gets like there's no uh can i put this the bottom line is always Yes, get on stage and be funny. That's it. Like, there's no, not looking for tips. I'm not looking right. for advice or, you know, how the industry works or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just, it, it always comes down to the same thing. And I'm not asking, so how do you write your jokes? How do you come <laughs> up with your premises? And, you know, what's the, what's the worst heckle you ever had? Nah, it's, it, it gets annoying. I, I'd rather get to know people on a human level. Right. Like, you're, you know, and I've said, say this many times like you're godfrey you're dan soder you're mo ammer just talk you're sean Patton. let's mm -hmm. just shoot the shit really no agenda no judgment the conversation goes wherever it goes right and uh i, I do that in real life all the time so it's, it's it's easy for me but i don't i don't i don't like to set things up as, as an interview my my early shows uh before i started focusing on comedy on this podcast they started off as interviews where I would mm -hmm. prepare, do research, and blah. And these are people that I knew personally. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know you won an award for whatever yeah. DJ of the year or what. But it 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 felt forced to me. Yeah. You know, and it, it felt like I was doing a uh like an NPR type thing where I'm like, it's not the Tonight Show either because the kind of stuff they talk about on tonight on those late night talk shows yeah. is kind of trivial but i want to have an actual conversation yeah. with somebody i don't care really whether you're a comedian or not yeah it's yeah. just us talking so that that's a, that's that's how i come at it yeah and see i do a lot of research yeah you can't order your notes <laughs> they're over there they're, they're gonna come out when i'm ready oh shit <laughs> now you're gonna no. interview me <laughs> on my own show god damn that's how good i am no um I, I do a lot of research and I think part of it is I want them because Comedy Wham is not known outside of Austin. So particularly right. with the outsiders coming in, I want them to know that, you know, I didn't just 
ask for an interview and I wasn't going to do my homework. Right. I want them to know that I do know your background and I, it's also a self-trust issue. Like I'm, I'm a mathematician by background, so I rely on detail. Detail is my thing. Mm-hmm. And if I, I, I don't trust myself enough to not have done the research, to not know the details, you have to, be to prepared, just have, yeah. yeah. So like, I, I'm not shitting you when I tell you the fact that this is a no agenda conversation is scary. Oh. Because I like to have an agenda. Well, so. you, this is going to be interesting then, Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have for lunch? No, I'm like, I'm <laughs> My drink. No, um, no. So, yeah. but, but you never wanted to, I mean, you're a huge comedy fan, obviously, otherwise yeah. you wouldn't be doing this, but you never wanted to try it? You never? Well. Did you? I, I did try. Uh, so the thing is, I never wanted to do the podcast. I didn't do the podcast because I wanted to become a comic. That was right. never on my radar. But a few years ago, I went to a comedy show. And I don't know, there's something about the performer. And I I know exactly the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and Please. I'm not going to name the person because they were not being well received by the audience. Mm-hmm. And it pissed me off because I loved this person. Uh-huh. And I thought, I didn't think, oh, well, if they can bomb i can bomb too it was more of you know this person shows so much perseverance because i know in other venues they've performed and gotten great laughs it was just this particular moment Mm -hmm. and then on the drive home i'm like i wonder if i could write a joke and i wrote a joke i wrote my first joke can you tell it um no no. (laughs) it's a long story and i've so yeah i don't want to tell it but well, how, okay, it, go, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. so I thought, okay, I'm going to write this joke. And remember the part about detail? Yeah. Yeah. Wrote it, you know, word Paragraph, for word. Style, okay. Paragraphs. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to take this to an open mic. Uh-huh. And I'm going to memorize this damn thing. And I'm going to go to this open mic. Now, luckily, I went to one of, the, one of in my mind, one of the best open mics. Which it one? was Cenote, which doesn't happen Fridays, anymore. Right? Friday nights. Yeah, Fridays. Yep. And it was at the time hosted by Courtney Peterson. And, um, I, you know, I got the, oh, first time open mic girl. Let's give her a, <laughs> let's clap for let's her. Clap for let's her. encourage her on this her <laughs> newfound journey. Plus not only that, but so this was about three years ago, three or four years ago. Uh-huh. And on top of the fact that, you know, they were giving me the, the first open mic welcome. It was, God damn, I've interviewed half of the pa- faces I've seen. <laughs> In this crowd, they're going to give me a pity laugh. <laughs> so, hey, it's a laugh nonetheless. Boost your confidence a yeah, little bit. exactly. So, you know, so, I walked away thinking, okay, I'm also, you know, if you're only listening to this on audio, I am an older person. And by the way, uh-huh. this is one of my notes. I think I'm now officially your first guest that is older than you. Yeah. So, world record right there. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is true. But with that, you know, age and quote unquote wisdom, uh-huh. I knew to be a realist about that experience. But I did get a little bit of the bug and I enjoyed it and I went to a lot of open mics. And it's not that my podcast changed mm-hmm. because my goal was not, oh, I'm going to podcast so I can learn all the, the tricks of how to do this. Right. It was, I still want to be the fan when I podcast, but I want to try performing. And I did. And I was getting booked every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And that kind of evolved into, well, now I have a showcase, which... Like you were producing or you were on the stage? I was producing okay. the show. 
And then that changed hands last whenever. And now, because because of that experience, I still book a show called the Comedy Wham Showcase. Mm-hmm. Well, when COVID happened, um, my son, sh- ugh, Go ahead. Uh, I have to be very careful because he's he's a teenager, therefore very private about oh, you know what uh, I share. No, okay, he splits his time between my house or before my house and uh, his stepmom's house. Okay. Because he lost his dad okay. a few years ago. When COVID happened, so that alternating schedule yeah. disappeared. Mm-hmm. And that alternating schedule was what allowed me to go hit open mics on my non-custodial weekends. Right. When COVID happened, that all stopped. And so I stopped performing, essentially. Mm-hmm. And now the things are opening back up again. We still haven't figured out, are we going back to that mm-hmm. custodial schedule, even though it's just the stepmom? We think we're getting closer to that. But until then, my mission is I'm going to be the goddamn best parent I can be because my time with my son is limited. He's, you know, sophomore. Yeah. So I have two and a half years and I'm not going to be a Maria Bamford. I'm not going to be, you know, a Chelsea Handler or whoever. I'm not, that's not me. Yeah, I get, I get that. And that, that's, that's, that's dope. That's admirable. Yeah. Admirable. Admi- admirable. <laughs> we won't get to that point. But, uh, no, no, I, I totally get it. it. It's, uh, if you see it as a form of, yeah, you're a fan of the art form and you, as an outlet, as a creative outlet, mm-hmm. you know, for pe- like people who love to write, for example, like I, the, the, the part of it that, that, um, that I love is the, the puzzle of it all. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, I'm an, my background is IT. So okay. solving things yeah. and trying to figure out how to make it work. I, I love that. So the, Hey, if I change this word or if I, you know, flip these sentences, yep. I change the tense and I do this when I say that, I love that part. Mm-hmm. So when I, even when I go to shows now, and it's been going, this, this is, I've always been like this when I go to shows. Yeah. I pay attention to the jokes, but I pay attention to everything else. The whole presentation of it all. Right. I'm like, yeah, probably did it hundreds and hundreds of times to get to this. But the process of working it through is what's interesting to me. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I'm sitting here going, yeah, we'll be the next Chris Rock. No, come on. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. I got, yeah. I got a son too. I can't yeah. be, <laughs> you know, I got, I got my bandwidth is very, yeah, very small, right. but you know, it'll be, it, it's as long as you enjoy it and doing it for reasons that, you know, that are true to you, who cares? Just, yeah. You know, just do it. Yeah. But I got to ask, where did the French come from? <laughs> Cause I was surprised when I talked to you <laughs> and you started like, yeah, what is that? Tu couramment français? Ouais. Je suis né en Belgique. Ah, okay. We're going to have to translate because if we keep, if we keep doing Okay, we're going to do the whole show in French. <laughs> and we have subtitles on the YouTube uh, oui. video. Uh, oh, really? Belgium? Yes. Wow, how long? Did you grow up there? Uh, till I was seven. That's why I have no accent at all because when I moved to Texas... Straight to Texas? Yeah, straight to Texas. Uh-huh. My dad was from the valley of Texas, South okay. Texas. And I was thrown into, you know, regular classrooms yep, and same sink here. or swim. Same here. And because my dad is is Mexican mm-hmm. and he learned French fairly quickly when he started dating my mom over there in Belgium. Uh-huh. And she could speak 
English, and but we still kept talking French at home at all times, even when we were in in Texas. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's why I, I've never developed an accent. People have told me I do have some kind of accent, but I I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's hard. To, like I mean, I've been here twenty some years mm-hmm. uh, in Austin, and people sense it, but they can't place it. It mm-hmm. depends on the word I say. Sometimes they make fun of me, like just yeah. like. I think I just heard it just now. Yeah. I think I just heard my French accent yeah. come out just now <laughs> with the headphones. It really, it doesn't help. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it depends on the word I say. Like there, mm-hmm. there are certain words that I have a hard time with. Uh, oil? Oil? I say oil. The cookie? No, like O-I-L. Oh, oil. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I say oil. It's yeah. weird. I, but <laughs> it, it's true that um, when you're like, you know, thrown into the deep end so, okay new language mm-hmm. figure it out yeah you know did, did it did it hurt your brain i don't think so you don't remember that like when you when you oh. go to when you go to school like you're used to your language right mm-hmm. you go to school and you have to read write understand english yeah and then you come home and you you you're so happy to go back to french mm-hmm. right it didn't yeah. hurt no i am uh this is a a terrible reveal of a character flaw that I have. I am very driven by revenge. Oh shit! And <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, you're gonna have to elaborate on that. Yes. Just, if, if I were to isolate this yes. right here, please don't. This, this will be without very context. Bad. <laughs> no, I back then uh-huh. they the the classrooms were split between you have the regular kids. What do you mean regular? Okay, and then you have the remedial. Kids. Now they call special needs or it's oh, evolved. Okay, okay. So I was put into those classrooms. In the special ed? Yes. Because you didn't speak English? Correct. Yes. Why? Because that was how education was in the 70s. Oh. Now and you're so, dealing yourself, but go ahead. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's all good. Know. It's all good. Uh, so I would come home and I'd be so mad. And, you know, my mom is a very... Um, motivated like go-getter type of personality uh-huh. and she would just say well let's just work on your abilities to speak and write and do and read in, in english so that you can get out of that and that was very motivating for me that was your revenge like i'm sure these motherfuckers yeah, ex- that i can yeah. i can speak the easiest language to learn all yeah. <laughs> so yeah. easy yeah english is so freaking easy <laughs> <sighs> wait but, yeah. but your dad spoke english or Spanish, everything, English, Spanish, like fluently. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Does your son speak French? I since birth I've spoken French to him. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Yes, and keep it up because it's hard. It it's is. So Nobody speaks French in Texas, first of all. Exactly. And I, I mean, I do the whole. Even when when he's with me, and we watch cartoons, mm-hmm. we'll watch Bluey in French. Mm. By the way, Bluey Good. is the shit. If you haven't watched Bluey. As a parent, I know there's not a lot of parents listening to this. And they're like, "This is a bullshit episode." I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip back to this Kangfest episode because this is, this is adults talking. Yeah. So whatever. No, but uh, I, I, I think it's important because it's, it's not just about the language. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think I it's, it's about being the, the the perspective, the different perspective, the different angle. So when you come at a, a, a situation. You can look at it from okay. This is what a uh, 
American or Texan or whatever would look at mm-hmm. it. And this is how a French, Belgian in your case, would look at it. Or maybe how a Mexican person would look at mm-hmm. it. So you have this, you're a product of all these cultures. Right. And you have a, you can have a better understanding because when you're, on, I mean, if you only know one thing, you only speak English, you know, you're monolingual, you're American. The rest of the world talks shit about that, about that yeah. all the time. <laughs> Bilingual yeah. is two languages. Yeah. One language, American. Uh, it, it, it really helps. And it and actually, it develops the brain better, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know that I'm living proof of that. I think that by speaking two languages fluently, I think that helped me a lot with my education mm-hmm. and what I achieved in classrooms. But I can see it in my son that like he's so fucking smart. Yeah. And I think it's because he knows two languages and I think there's if you can pick up a language a second language early on. Yep. I think that's just an incredible gift. My my son pulled a prank on me recently. Um because when he's with me I'm like no French only. Right? Mm-hmm. And the school he goes to is a French school and they they don't even want the the kids to know that the staff speaks some English. Mm. So it's all French all day. Nice. And they tell us, um, hey, since you're a native speaker, speak French to him at home. Like, yeah, I'll do that. I've been doing that since he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And if he says, if, and if he answers in English, you got to say that you don't understand. So he'll, he'll, he'll say something in English and I'm like, no, je comprends pas. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then he'll switch, switch to French. And then the other day he said, um, uh, you speak in English. I said, ah, je comprends pas. And he said, uh, what, what do you speak with mom? I said, English. He goes, you do understand. <laughs> you do understand. He's three oh, years old. Oh, nice. He's three years old. <laughs> Smart ass. Yeah. Well, it doesn't get easier. <laughs> Ugh, man. It, it keeps you young. That's how, that's how yeah. I, I can think about it. It, it keeps you young. And, and just the, to see how a human develops. I mean, we all went through it, yeah. but we don't remember any of it. Right. Right. But you see it in front of your eyes. You're like, wow, you wake up every day and it's like you're like, you compile everything you've heard and seen all day long. Mm-hmm. And there's a firmware update <laughs> at night and you wake up the next Constantly. day and you start making sentences you never said before. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's so freaking weird. <laughs> so freaking weird. Um, So, what so besides comedy wham like do you do you work do you I do work I actually work in software Oh as well This is going to be the most <laughs> adult show I've ever done <laughs> Really <laughs> You a pro- programmer? I'm not a programmer uh I I'm an actuary The hell is that? <laughs> is that what's in what, This what is, is it when in ever, your listenership ends I, I don't right care See look, okay <laughs> okay let me let me make a PSA real quick uh, the feedback podcast <laughs> is about getting to know the guest and myself too. I think at this point, if you've been listening for a long time, you know me. If you, I, I like to share a lot, but I think that getting to know somebody in a more—I don't want to say intimate, but in the like, what makes you interesting is where I'm trying to get. Yeah, at. yeah, comedy wham, great, but there's more to Valerie Lopez than yeah. comedy wham. There's you, not much more. Huh? There's not much more. You just dated yourself. You've lived, okay? Don't, 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 uh, how do you say, short sell? What's the word? I think that works. Yeah. Denigrate. I, I'm a good yeah, denigrator. Yeah, you've, you've been through shit. Yeah, you've, I have you know, been you through got, shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> can we talk about the shit you want? We no. can talk about most shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we're just talking about Doom before we turned the mics on, and I'm no, like, okay. right? And you enjoyed it, yeah? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. There's there's something about movies. I have a thing that if I watch the first ten minutes of a movie, and oh, I can yeah. find out, figure out the rest of the plot, Not I just lose one. interest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the typical hero thing the guy has the power doesn't know yet and then he finds out and he has to learn blah 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 he put a hand in the box Harry Potter Harry Potter basically it's the same shit it's every superhero or anybody with a superpower anybody like a science fiction type shit it's the same thing and I'm like well it looks great I gotta say it looks fantastic it looks really good but besides that eh I watched it because it was it's it's like you don't want to be you don't want to be in a conversation when someone goes, have you watched Dune? And you're like, uh, <laughs> no, because it, it looks whack. And you don't want to be left out. Yeah. So like even people like it's like people who watch Quit Game or Tiger King, like you don't want to be left out of the conversation. So you watch it just just for that reason. Not because it's great. Not because yeah. you're going to enjoy it. Just because if someone brings it up at an interview at work or wherever or at the grocery store, you watch Quit Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. I did. All right. Put the divider so I can, okay. I can do my <laughs> I can go to the checkout. <laughs> and that's all. That's all. That's why we watch things. But what, what, what else are you doing? Well, I'm a mom first. And then my job as an actuary for software company. Oh, yeah. Define actuary. That's what I forgot. Oh, define actuary. So uh, I'm going to learn a word today. I define it as somebody who prices risk. That's like the very shortest shorthand that I can give it. Then that gets your mind going. Uh Then I drill down to, so you pay car insurance. Right. An actuary has collected a whole bunch of data and determined what your risk is. Mm -hmm. And that's how they determine how much you pay as a premium. Okay. So that's what an actuary does. Is that fun? It is for me. I've been doing oh, yeah, it a math. long time. Yeah, math. math. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Details, analytical. Yeah. Plus, Valerie Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I haven't been at this company my entire career. I've had different jobs as an actuary that were just really, really fascinating and interesting. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I, I, I like the work. Yeah, is. Do you do you keep up with uh, social media and all that stuff? Because I know like. Just just for comedy wham alone. <laughs> yes. I'm sure somebody else does it. It's not you. Oh, it's me. Oh, are you, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, sorry. I didn't mean- <laughs> <laughs> not to you. The ugh was not for you. It was because it. Uh, it's fucking exhausting. It dude. is. It is. I, you know what? There there are people. I mean, there are a lot of people. Like I'm like, how do you have the time to have 20 stories in one day? <laughs> Let it on yeah. in one hour. I've seen them like yeah. in one hour. And it's not even their stuff. It's not like they're going yeah, in yeah. and they're designing it. It's like, oh, here's a meme and here's a gif and here's a video and here's me is my face walking on the sidewalk. It's, I'm like, when do you breathe? I mean, this, <laughs> I don't get it. And I, and I got, wow, I'm impressed right now. <laughs> I really am. I'm like, I'm not doing enough in my life. So Comedy Wham is not just me comedy wham is also a richard goodwin who is an incredible programmer he makes the website happen Mm -hmm. but he could care less about the social media stuff is it it, it a grown-ass man too 
He's a grown-ass man, too, with a full-time and, job. Okay, and, then yeah. I respect that. But you, yeah. you're, wow. Yeah. I like challenges. I <laughs> like learning new things. Uh-huh. And so a lot of the digital art that you see, the yeah. videos that you see, uh-huh. I put those together because I wanted to teach myself how to do those things. Oh, yeah. And the, with the revenge thing, if someone sells you value, you'll never do this. <laughs> I'm going to show you, I'm motherfucker. Gonna- <laughs> That's what goes like this little, this little valley on the on the shoulder, like yeah, yeah. keep going, yeah, that's, that's right. I'm gonna get your ass. Watch me. <laughs> There's nothing that motivates me more than being told I cannot do something. Wow. Yeah. You cannot jump off an airplane. Okay, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know my limits. I'm old you enough can, to know my limits. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> but goddamn, can I post an Instagram? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, and yeah. You know your Twitter. limits. At least your limits. Somebody will tell you, "Hey, uh, yeah." <laughs> you cannot run through the jungle naked. You cannot do to there. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe when I I'm retired. <laughs> have you gone back to Belgium? I have. Well, so when I was growing up, after we had moved here, my mom would send me to spend summers with my grandmother. In That's a little a town. I don't know how well you know Belgium. I don't. I, my best friend lives there it's in Brussels. That's, okay. I've never been. All right. So we were on the um, Walloon side, so the southeastern side, in a little town near Liège, which mm-hmm. is, Liège, you know, right? our little town off of Liège called Ozival. Uh-huh. And she would send me for summers there. And I loved it. You know why? Because you know how all of the French and the Belgian are just like this, too? They trash on Americans, right? Oh, yeah. They that's hate. what we do for a living. We love it. But when you're a teenager from America hanging out there, you are the rock star. And I loved being the rock star when oh, I would they... visit this little town, <laughs> visiting my yeah. grandmother, yep. going to the bakery. The, the French, <laughs> the first is the same, are the same way. They put it this way. They hate Americans in general, mm-hmm. but they love the culture. Yeah. They eat it up. I mean, the the... America's number one export is their culture. It's the yeah. entertainment, it's the music, it's everything, right? But I don't know if I told this story on the on the air, but hold on. All right. A uh, little technical difficulty. Shit happens, but we're back. No pun. Um, <laughs> so I was saying, yes, the French love the American culture. Mm-hmm. So when I go, when I go to France, I speak English. Because huh. they treat me better. They really do. Like, I'd be at the restaurant and I order in English. Because French people are racist. Let's just put it out there. And I look like any other black guy over there. Yeah. But if I want to be treated special, I speak English. So I'll be, for example, I'm going to a club, right? And in France, there's the rule that you got to be, the ratio got to be 50-50. Hmm. Right. So let's say we went out and there was one one of my guy friends. One of us got to go. Right. So I'm standing in line. And I did this many times. I stand in line as a group of five, three guys, two girls. I'm by myself. Yeah. They can't get in. Huh. They can get in. I I walk out by myself and I'm like I put on my strongest like American 
Like, hey, man, I just, I'm in town. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I saw this place was popping. I oh thought I'd gosh. come check it out. You know, I got, I got a flight to New York in the morning, but you know, it's my last night in Paris. I wanted to see what's up. You know what I mean? And he's like, Oh, really? Fred? New York. Yes. New York, New York. Right this way. Come on in. No problem. Wow. I was ordering drinks and everything all in English. Yeah. What? And on my way out, I actually told him, Yeah, je parle français, en fait. <laughs> They were so pissed. Uh, that's funny. I told them I spoke French on my way out. They were so pissed off. But I got like, fuck y'all. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Yeah. You, I guess. you fell for it. Yeah. You fell for it. But do, uh, how, how Belgian people? Um, do I they mean, hate French people too? Or no? Yes, on that Walloon side. Because you know Belgium is so divided with its languages. On the western oh, side, that's you have right. the Flemish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the central with Brussels, you have the English and the, you know, whatever other language right. people learn. And then on the eastern side, it's this Walloon slash French version. Everybody hears the French. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's hard for me to say exactly how it was because I was spending my time in this little village as opposed right. to, you know... How would I have dealt with it if I were going to Brussels all the time? Right. Which we did have family friends in Brussels. So I would go, but, you know, in the big city, I like to kind of disappear. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I would never have had the balls to go in and say, oh, hey, yo, I'm from Texas. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, can we'll you get- let me in your club? Plus, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman. So, you know, better odds that I would have gotten in anyway. Yeah. You could have gone by yourself. Yeah. No problem. I'm a yeah. black guy in Paris. Trust me. Yeah. yeah so- there was no way I was getting in. <laughs> no way. No way. No way. Actually, we did one time. It was me and my cousin. And we walked up and it said, uh, hey, there's no way we can let you guys in because you don't have any girls with you. Oh. And my cousin was like, yo, this is my cousin from, from New York, man. Like, what's up? And I acted <laughs> like I didn't understand French. Uh-huh. He's like, yo, we got, you know, this is last night. <laughs> can, can you make this happen? And the guy's like, no, no way. No way. Because oh, wow. he spoke French. Uh-huh. And then we ended up walking around downtown Paris and we found two random girls <laughs> at 1 a.m. <laughs> And you're like, hey, I want to come to the club with us? You're like, sweet. All right, we'll take care of your cover. That's the least we could do. We're just uh-huh. trying to get in. Once we're in there, yeah. I don't give a shit what you do. Yeah. <laughs> we're just trying to get inside. Hilarious. We'll, we want to contribute to the ratio. Yeah. That's all we're trying to do. All right? We just want to get in. And I ain't buying you, yeah. I ain't buying you drinks or nothing. So you're on your own. And we got in. But we, yeah. to, we, we walked around for 30 minutes looking for two girls yeah. to Constance get in with hilarious. us. The well, things we do when we're young. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. God, those are the nice. Those yeah. are the good days, good times. <laughs> Shit, what struck you the most when you came to Texas? Because you came straight to Austin, or were we- oh no no no, we lit. Oh my god, our first we lived. This is so embarrassing. We lived in a town, and it's still called this White Settlement. What? It has its origins. Texas. Oh yeah. White Settlement, Texas, yes. is a town. Well, oh, I'm not yeah. surprised, but still. <laughs> It's in it's near Fort Worth and no originality at all. They could have Well and has roots in racism. So like a gay because gay it was thing? meant like as an escape from Oh. So we were gonna create the settlement. Not we, me, but uh-huh. that was the origin of the town name is we're gonna create a very literal. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Welcome to Racistburg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we settled there. Our very first apartment why, was... Why there? My dad had family that was in the DFW area. And okay. And I don't... Uh, and 
that's just where he wanted to white settlement. Start. Well, not white settlement, but the DFW area. And right. I think price tag. Other... Yes, but price tag was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. So we lasted in our first roach infested apartment for not very long. And then we moved into a duplex, which we were there for several years before we ended up buying in a little town called Burleson, which is just south of Fort Worth. Okay. Where I was the only person with the last name of Lopez. Everybody else was a Johnson, a Smith, and yes. Anderson, and yes. uh, Edwards. Yes. And it was uh, not necessarily the most welcoming. And this is actually the origin of my very first joke, is being named Lopez when I knew I was smart uh-huh. and I couldn't get into the Talented and Gifted program. They didn't do interviews for the Talented and Gifted program. They went on name only. Oh. And so my theory was... I was rejected because I knew I was as, at least as smart as the other kids that did make it. But because my last name was Lopez, I was not. This is worse than white settlement. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, the, the, the true epitome of how bad this town was uh-huh. uh, it has since grown a lot more diverse now. But I remember in eighth grade, we had our very first black family that moved into town. Oh, they soon left after because they had been Molotov cocktailed out of town. Fuck. It's a Burleson, Texas. Up city. Still yes. is? Uh, my mom recently moved from there to Austin. She, for many years, asked me to move up there. And I'm like, nope, never going to happen. Never going to happen. There. She stayed there. Burleson, yeah. Te- okay, fuck Burleson. Love your mom. <laughs> fuck Burleson, Texas, y'all. If you're from there. <laughs> Nah, this is 2021. Get with yeah. the freaking program well, already. Um, like I said, it has since grown. It's like a full-blown suburb now, and it is far more diverse than it was Good. back Take then. Take over. Yeah, please. Take over Burleson, Texas. Yeah, it, it's, it was a fucked up way of living, and when I graduated, I knew I wanted to get the hell out of there, uh-huh. and everybody from my school that was going to college was going to A&M, and I'm like, fuck those people. I don't want to go anywhere that all of these people are going to, so I was lucky that I got into UT, and... Oof, off I went to the nice liberal <laughs> city where it's well, like, hey, diversity is cool. Well, diversity. I mean, I, I I grew up in a town outside of Paris near Versailles. Um, and there was literally three black families mm. in the whole town. Yikes. Yes, yeah, yikes. But maybe it was my generation, but we were pretty, you know, I don't say accepted, but maybe that's because, you know, both my parents worked and we lived in a house. Yeah. Like there was no, we didn't have a, like a projects area in yeah. the town or anything like a poor area in the town. Um, Maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. I know my, my dad has brought that up before when I was a kid. It was like, you think you would have so many friends if we lived in a, you know, two bedroom apartment. Um, And yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't answer that question, but like the, the bonds that I've, you know, cultivated over the years there, I still have to this day. Mm. And, you know, there was, there was some diversity, not a whole lot, but, um, still, but then UT kind of struck me because I don't, do you remember orientation day? Not really. So at UT, and they probably do that in the other UTs, but it's like, it's, it's this big commercial. 
Mm. Yes, University of Texas is so diverse. People from the four corners of the world yeah. come to this university because of its education and, and its business too. But, yeah. Um, and then you, you walk on campus and you're like, it's very segregated in the sense that mm. the black people are hanging over here, the Indian people from this region of India over yeah. here. And I remember that going from class to class, you rarely see people from different races walk together. Hmm. That kind of struck me because I'm like, so you get you did this whole speech and whole presentation about how diverse this place is. Yeah. And yet people don't really intermingle. Hmm. And uh, I was there for, yeah, three years. Yeah. Yeah, 2004, three years. But yeah, that 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 really struck me. But I mean, Austin is not... It's like what eight seven percent black now. Used to be eight because hmm. I mean can't afford to live here no more. Well, so yeah, yeah, you know that's a problem. Yeah, so you move out to black people are in Pflugerville and Round Rock now. Maybe not around Hutto, hmm. Hutto, Pflugerville, some Round Rock, some Georgetown, but nowhere downtown anymore. Yeah. Um, you have your notes you want to pull out. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, sure. cu- I'm really curious you're, now. You're how been, okay? So we hit the one about you hadn't had a, had. Hold on, an old. It's game. on your cup. No, it's I. Lo- I put the little. <laughs> I thought you were about to pull out a notebook, but no. okay, lady, okay. I gotta say, show, show it to the camera. She's she had a post-it note on her <laughs> Starbucks cup. I've never seen that before. <laughs> I was expecting the notebook and pen and a pad. <laughs> But no, she had a post-it <laughs> on her Starbucks. They're not, they're not our sponsors, by the way, so you yeah, can hide no. that shit. Yeah, sorry. But okay, go, go That's ahead. That's how I'm, wide I am. I'm curious, um, like, what, what, you got, what you got for me? Uh, okay, so the first... This is the comedy wham portion of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the first note that I have is that you hate Lego, and my son <laughs> and I have a beef with you about that. I don't hate Legos. <laughs> I don't hate Legos. I, I think, because my son loves Legos, too. If I remember correctly, I was talking to Lucas, right? Lucas, yep. Yeah. Um, I I think that when they start stretching what Legos are and they start applying Legos to other stuff, like yeah. this Lego, uh, like Batman and uh, Lego, there's Lego Mario now. Do you see that shit? Uh, I think so. There's Lego, like a whole Mario Brothers yeah. universe is in Legos. I'm like, it's not necessary. And then you turn into movies. Oh, come on. Everything is awesome. It's the best song ever. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> God what? <laughs> I, I, had Lego Lego te- I had Lego Technics when I was a kid. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe once he grows a little older, I'll appreciate it more. And I play I play Legos with him. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, uh, keep it simple. Yeah. That's all. I, I think you had also mentioned that you went to Legoland and you hated it. And oh, the, yeah, that was whack. I'm yeah. sorry, that so was whack. We went to Legoland in uh, Florida, mm-hmm. and I was I was walking in ready to hate the experience. I'm like, "There's no fucking way that this is going to be fun for an adult. This place sucks." I ended up really having a good time. Then the Atlanta one sucks. <laughs> I'll just. I mean, what did you did you have the ride? I don't remember rides and I remember asking my son because I'd mentioned or I think I was playing the episode and he heard that and I was like, did they have a ride? And he couldn't remember because it's been a while. I mean, I, here's the thing. If you do anything with your kid and you can also, it's also enjoyable for the parent. Yeah. That's the best kind of, you know, entertainment out there. Yeah. 
And like I said, I watch Bluey with my son because Bluey is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right? Peppa Pig's a bitch. <laughs> Peppa Pig's annoying as down. hell. Yes. <laughs> Peppa Pig is annoying as hell. She's always whiny, always. Ugh. And even in French, even in French, she sounds like a cunt. But um, if, if it's it, so the Legoland thing was like, yeah, okay, we're going to see, yeah, Legos. And they, they built the whole city of Atlanta in Legos. I'm like, okay, once you see that, yeah. like, what else you got? You know, and it, it was in the mall. It, it just. That, then you weren't really going to like a full level park because that's what's in Florida. Is. It's like a full level park. Like an amusement park type. Yeah. Okay. No, this yeah. wasn't. This is like five rooms in a mall. I've been to one of those. You're right. That's that's living hell. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Now that the details have come out, <laughs> Thank you, now Ralph. I am high fiving in agreement with you. Oh, okay. Yes. Those. Those small Lego land things, that's bullshit. That's absolutely It's across bullshit. from a burger joint and a gap. I'm sorry. I'm not no. I'm not buying no, it. No, no. But my, my son, even my son, he, he had a good time, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, at that age, yeah. anything is a good time. Exactly. But yeah. I want to be that age again. That's why I'm like, come yeah. on, step it up a little bit. <laughs> I know I'm an adult, but, you know. Okay. So when he's a little bit older and can actually be functional at, in an amusement park, I would I would recommend you give it a second shot by going to like a full level Florida or California Legoland. Yeah, I can't wait to take him to like a, a Six Flags or SeaWorld. Yeah. I can't wait for that. His first concert too. That that first music festival. Yeah. Holy, his first hip hop show was going to be so <laughs> great. <laughs> but all yeah, right, the, uh, okay. So then the second note we already covered about the old and then the, the third, which, you know, apparently this couch is full of filth. And I I had half thought that I was going to bring like a a towel or a blanket, but okay okay let me. <laughs> She's re- referencing again the Lucas <laughs> episode. Um, th- yeah, this cash went to war. It, it really has. It's uh, I think it's uh, on this last. Actually, you know, I could probably keep it for another. Co- no, I'm, I'm not. I'm moving. I, I just because once I get to my new place, I will take care. I will sell it or give it away i don't know who wants to take that but it's it's comfortable you think you com- are you comfortable i'm comfortable that's yes. all that's, that's it that's, that's it that's, right. all, that's all there is to it and you i think that's know. why it's like it was the third on my my list you, you do and, not need to know the history yeah. of this couch <laughs> but also but, you know you could also have lando shepherd come and steam clean it because he does that oh that's right yes because i thought it was all carpet but apparently like some of his promo business posts he steam cleans other things. i'll see him later today and i will ask go. him I mean, yeah, if I'm going to sell this piece of shit, I'd rather clean, <laughs> I gotta clean it up and so I can get some money out That's of it. That's right. I, I, but seriously, <laughs> I love this couch. Everybody will tell you this couch is comfortable. <laughs> Look, my, 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 my sister's here and every, she always says when she sits on this couch, it just sucks you in. Like you don't want to get up anymore. I have shit to do yeah. today, but so do you. But yeah. I'm telling you, this is still a comfortable yeah. couch. Yeah. So I love my freaking couch. 10 yeah. years. This is like I had my own, it's like a puppy I'm giving away. Yeah. It's not, this is this. Is, I'm not taking this lightly at all. There's a lot of history on this couch, and I'm proud of it. Yeah. Uh, the other episode that I listened to was with Aaron in the Skankfest recap because I was interested in you know the Skankfest. Yo, that recap. was in, amazing. Yeah, that was an amazing festival. I've never been. Uh, well, the Skankfest South is a newer thing. Like maybe this was only their second, maybe third time that they've done the, the Skankfest South. No, this was the first Skankfest. Skankfest South. They did about three or four in New York, like Brooklyn right, right, right. at Creek in the Cave back when okay. Creek was up up there. And then they wanted to do a South edition. So this is the first one in, in Houston. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Why? 
Because I think there was another one that happened. Another, that was south? Yeah, yeah. Where? Also in Houston. Really? Okay, you did your research? I mean... You, 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 could, tell, I, you could tell me if I'm wrong. I didn't Google it, but I am fairly confident that there has been a skank fest south. Like it, but it was only like maybe in 19. No, 19 was in New York. Anyway, we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna you know argue. Yeah. I know your revenge thing. <laughs> no. if, if I tell you that it happened here for the first time, you're gonna go. You're gonna email. You're gonna text me. Shit, you will drive back to my place, to my new house I'm buying, and be like, "Hey, back. I wanted to tell you, <laughs> you were wrong about Skankfest South. Now I gotta go home. Thank you." This is my worst trait with my son too. When I want to be proven right, I am re- relentless. It's the it's thing. Painful. Like, what? What is that? Oh, I don't, it's... What is that? I don't know. It's my mom. Oh, no, blame it on your mom? Really? You're going to throw your mom under the bus now? That's not fair. Your poor mom. She She, she just moved Bless out of Bros in Texas. How can you do this to her? I know. <laughs> She'll never listen to this, just, so she I won't mean, know. come on. You can say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe. Or just leave it alone. Yeah, I know. It's, just leave it alone. Okay. Valid. I'm going to okay. leave it alone. It's Thank okay. You back. It's okay. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. <laughs> Nobody hurt. You're still sitting on my couch. We're yes. good. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We'll move on from this. <laughs> God damn. So I w- I found it interesting that you were talking about how you really enjoyed Skankfest compared to Moon Tower and some of the like the differences that you were talking about between the two festivals. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna shit on Moon Tower because yeah. I- I've been going to Moon Tower since the I think the second year. Every year that was that's, that's like my Christmas. Yeah, and I. I've gotten to meet a lot of people, um, and I I love Moon Tower. Don't get me wrong. I, I just love how D I can't say the word D Y I D I Y yeah, well, yeah. uh Skangfest was yeah. and it still went off without a hitch. Yeah. And the the whole I mean the whole there's no like big font comics, small font comics. Everybody's on the same level. Yeah. And and again, you know, you can go back and listen, but the fact that it was all in the same spot just makes it so much more enjoyable. You don't have to you know, oh, I got to run and go to this other showcase. Yeah. And uh, even as a, as a comic, and you heard Aaron on the show, was like, yeah, I've been to festivals. And I, have to, I have to get in the car yeah. and drive 15 minutes to get to my next gig. And you're like, damn, that's got to be harsh. Because festivals is also a, uh, the only time where comics just can hang out with each other because they're on the road all the time. And maybe they'll pop in to see each other at the cellar or you know, at the store or where, whatever other comedy club that's like a, you know, a staple mm-hmm. in in the comedy scene. But, you know, festivals is also for them to hang out with each other and, and, and they catch up. So the fact that they have to hop around between different spots doesn't help. Yeah. But at Skank Fest, it was all in the same spot. So that, to me, that's, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, Moon Tower is going to expand to a 10 day thing, you know, with uh, just for laughs, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. But if it gets bigger, I don't know. How you can have ten days of comedy. That's kind of. Well, I think there's going to be more like of a industry component, like there is. Of course, JFL. there is. It, and it, that's going to be weird. For, you know exactly, and that's that's the part that Skankfest didn't have. There's yeah. no industry. Yeah. There was no agent. There was no. Yeah, brought to you by Comedy Central mm-hmm. or HBO or Netflix. You know, I mean, yeah, Netflix is at Moon Tower. Yeah. And so, it, it's and. I don't know. Ten days sounds like a stretch to me. It really does because who's gonna? I mean, four days was perfect mm-hmm. at Skankfest. I mean, even the Moon Tower is Thursday through Saturday. Yeah, right. Skankfest is the same thing. I think that's plenty. If if you do your programming right, 
then you're, you know, I mean, you get to see what 40 comics, you know, in four days. That's, yeah. that's dope. You stretch it to 10 days and you stretch it into the weekdays where, I mean, you buy a 10 day badge. I don't know. Yeah. People got shit to do. Traffic sucks. You know, unless they split it up, mate, I, I don't know what they're going to do. But if, if I mean, they're going to ask me. Right. <laughs> Back, we'd like to know what you what do you think about the program? And and and, yeah. I lo- and I love the folks at the Paramount and uh, you know and at Cap City, which should be re- reopening soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what that looks like. Right. What, what festival you know lasts like ten days? Besides, like a uh, uh, Burning Man or something like that. Um, the only one that I know of that I've never been is to the, is the Edinburgh. I think that's like a month long thing. That's a comic. That's not comedy, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Com- Edinburgh Fringe in Scotland. Wow. Yeah, that, that sounds intense. Yeah, so you have people hopping, you know, in and out of town to do their, their yeah, shows, and then, they and then they leave. So I don't know. For me, as a fan, it just makes me feel like, you know, I already make enough tough choices with the four days of who am I going to see, who am right, I right. going to see. If I've if I've got to pick ten days, and I know that I can't get off work for ten days, exactly. Like. All right. Well, I mean, the first day of Moon Tower starts around like usually about five or so, mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah. So stretch that over ten days. Then there's what two weekends, two a full yeah. week and two weekends, and you're like, okay, so I can't do all that. Yeah, I can't do it. And then and even even when when you're down there, it's gonna be a clusterfuck. I mean, if you have social anxiety, you're this gonna suck because it's literally like you're. You're doing a like an ACL level type of like as far as how big it is, and mm-hmm. it, it it's gonna turn into shit. South by Southwest, <laughs> cool. yeah. South by well, Southwest, yeah. South by Southwest is in March, yeah. And then Moon Tower is in April, a month later, and then South by Southwest ah, already has comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still relatively small. It's it's going a little bit, but uh, and then a month later. You're doing a, a Sabah Southwest for comedy. That's really, right. I just thought of this. Yeah, yeah. it is a Sabah Southwest for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so it comes in all the other, yeah, the, the sponsors, the industry, the, uh, I don't know. I, I hope that, I, I really hope that they do this one right. Yeah. So I don't know. Are yeah. Gonna, I mean, we have the absence of information. So we're all like, oh, you know, is no, this going to take away from our fan, you know, experience? Yeah. Our, but that's yeah. what Skankfest had is it was everybody's a comedy fan there. Yeah. I mean, a true comedy fan. And I said on the, on Aaron's podcast, like you would, you'd be in line for a show. Mm-hmm. And that's all they're talking about is comedy. Yeah. You're like, oh, did you listen to Miss Pat? Did you watch Miss Pat yesterday? Holy shit, yeah, she was awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Who are you going to see next? Oh, Doug Stanhope. Oh, my God. I haven't seen Doug Stanhope in years. Blah. That's all they talk about. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> I didn't see people heckle much. I didn't see anybody. Um, they knew who they were going to see. And if they didn't, they appreciated whoever was on stage, right. regardless, yeah. because they just followed, you know, Gilbert Gottfried. And you're like, oh, shit, it's on the same stage as Gilbert Gottfried. This guy got to be good. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, and you respect the craft, and it is weird. Like I'm so deep into comedy, like knowledge that it's so weird to talk to like a non-comedy type person yeah. or a non-comedy fan. And I'm like, oh, I just got to talk to so and so, or I got to see this show. Like an, an example would be, oh, I got to see Marie and Bamford at Parker Jazz Lounge. You know, tiny yeah. venue. She never 
performs at tiny venues anymore. And they're like, who? What? Oh, I did a, <laughs> take this out. I did, I did a show uh, this week at uh, Indian Roller. Shout out to Alden Shop. Uh, thanks for booking me. Nice little spot, uh, South Austin, Slaughter, and Manchac area. And after the show, uh, this guy came up to me and he said, uh, he said, yeah, that was, that was really funny. You know, that was a great set, blah, blah, blah. And I go, thank you. I appreciate it. And he goes, yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I wanted to more like corporate participation. And I was trying to, I'm like, because at one point he, he said something in the middle of my set and I acknowledged that. Uh. And then I kept going and then. So what he was saying was, yeah, I basically helped you in your set. And I think oh. that every every comedian should have like some crowd participation element to their set. And not too much, not too little. Yeah. I didn't say anything like bad or anything. Or like, and I'm like, yeah, you're you're you don't know how yeah. this shit works, do you? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it, it, it's and I think that's most people, you know, it, it's like. If you if you walk if you're in New York and you walking down the street or you trying to figure out what to do one night you go let's go to a comedy show mm-hmm. you don't care who's on stage it's not like a concert right yeah right because chances are you want to see who you want to see like you know okay shit I mean the Stones were here last yeah. night and you or oh I I want to see this band you don't walk into a live music uh, venue and and without knowing what you're about to get into. Yeah. But a comedy show can go any, any way. Yeah. You know, depending on who's on stage, but you don't care. You just, they're, Oh, you like to laugh? Yeah. I like to laugh. All right. Let's just walk (laughs) in this building and that's it. And so you're not trained. You don't know that there's a implicit agreement. As soon as you sit down that, yeah, shut the fuck up, Mm -hmm. pay attention. And, enjoy yourself right um and i think that's most people it sucks because we need them (laughs) yeah yeah but you want the well-trained yeah but you want to tell them yeah how about you don't give us suggestions yeah you know i don't tell you how to do your job you know don't tell me how to do mine type Mm -hmm. shit you know and but yeah he literally went off on me that's crazy not not in a bad way he was very respectful and i bought him a drink like i was like you know fine you know but uh, he said, "Yeah, it's great that they, that you know you were same thing last night. Uh, this this older couple was just um, they basically gave feedback on their performance on the show. <laughs> what? And they were like, oh yeah, I mean, you, I'm glad you didn't. Nobody really like talked to me, but I really appreciate everybody else that actually said something. I'm like, why would you? No, wow, the balls on these people. Yeah, huh." Wow. And, and, and it's funny because I've never been to a show where the host actually asked the crowd, is this your first comedy show? Mm. And I think that should be asked. Yeah. If the host asked that, at least you know what you get. As mm-hmm. a comic, like, okay, these motherfuckers don't know how this thing works. And even if there's, even if it's not, doesn't mean that, that doesn't necessarily mean that they know, hey, uh, you can't be sitting in the front row and be on your phone the whole time. Yeah. Because comics are very fragile people and yeah. this is distracting and you have to acknowledge it and then you get shit on and you, you hate us and blah 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 and you're like we're just trying to be accepted like anybody else we're just trying to do something we love and appreciate you, you don't you know you don't go to a concert and then you start throwing yeah do this song 
Well, well, actually, they do that. Yeah, they do, okay. do that. Just entitled people. <laughs> the yeah. sure thing, guys. They they have a pretty like tight little, you know, off the phone. Don't heckle. Uh-huh. I mean, they put it out a, a roadmap of how to enjoy the show. What, what about in Belgium? You watch do you Belgian comedy? Mm-mm. Do you know any? No. About French comedy? No. You're not familiar with any French comics? I'm not. I tr- I went through a phase where I tried to watch the comics of the world and I tried to watch um, a couple of specials. I couldn't do it. My brain doesn't absorb the French language that fast. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So to listen to it in French was... The, Maybe it was just the the comic that I heard. I I couldn't absorb it, so I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy this. You know what's weird? Like from what I've seen in French. Oh, what, sorry. Like, Except for Gad. Yeah, Gad. Gad I yeah, can, of course. But Gad. you know, he's he's like the Seinfeld. Of yeah, French the Seinfeld. Comedy. The French Seinfeld. Love Gad. I, I mean, I used to quote his stuff all the time. Yeah. When I uh, growing up, and very funny dude. Uh, you know, he got in trouble, right? Because he was copying. Did I did that? hear that. Yeah. No, it's true. Yikes. He got. He got. In, he didn't get in trouble legally, uh-huh. but it really tarnished his image because he's the biggest comedian out of France. Yeah, and he came to the U.S. Uh, and had a residency in New York. I forgot what club, mm-hmm. and started over in English, uh, which is holy shit. That takes. It's like Eddie yeah. Izzard, you know, doing comedy in German and French. Yeah, right. Um. So all prop, props to him for that. But there was a whole um, YouTube channel that actually, I've talked about it before, it's called Copycat something, mm-hmm. um, and where they break down, okay, here's the, you know, the American comic, that's the joke, subtitled, and this is Gadget's joint, subtitled, it's the same thing. Yikes. And I understand both. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, there's, you know, uh, lost in translation mm-hmm. or anything like that, because I'm like, yeah, that's really the same thing. Wow. Um, I think it. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore, really. Uh, and he, he's actually had to go on French TV and defend that. I don't know if he's done anything here yeah, to defend know. it, but yeah, it was rough. But I think there's a there's a more there's um in terms of like crowd and audience engagement at a comedy show mm-hmm. in France, it's a little different because the French are used to theater. Right. There's a huge historical um. It's a huge history of theater going to a show and just sitting down in the dark and enjoying the show. So a lot of comedians, French comedians, do a lot of one man shows, kind of like John Leguizamo type type mm-hmm. stuff, right? Um, and so there's no, hey, I'm gonna heckle, I'm gonna say something. So because stand up is kind of a offspring of that, and it's turning more into like the American style of stand-up, but there's a deep-rooted respect for, hey, there's a guy on stage, shut up. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any, at least maybe it happens, I don't know. I mean, it's got to happen. People are humans and entitled. That's just the way we are. <laughs> but I haven't seen a whole, like, you go to a comedy club in France and people start talking shit. Yeah. You know, or throwing tomatoes or whatever. Um, So I don't know. But that, but I think that there is this sense here where, yeah, you, I'm, you wouldn't, you can't do this without me. I'm an audience member, mm-hmm. right? And you can't practice your jokes without me. Yeah. So make me laugh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not laughing, yeah. it's your fault, not mine. Yeah. Ugh. It sucks. Yeah. All right. Do you have some uh, dope shit to share? 
Uh, I have a couple of dope shit things to share. Um, one is if you have Netflix and if, if you don't, yeah, get out from under a rock. Yes. Uh, <laughs> ask around. <laughs> yeah. So there's a show that will, if you search Kim's convenience on Netflix mm-hmm. and you watch the trailer, you will think that it's some weird North Korean sketch show. Mm-hmm. And it's not. If you like a f- kind of a family-friendly hijinks uh, sitcom, mm-hmm. watch Kim's Convenience. Okay. The other bonus to watching Kim's Convenience is it has the star from Shang-Chi. Oh. And he is delicious. <laughs> so <laughs> We're going to isolate that clip, too. He's delicious. <laughs> No, it's really funny. And I know Shang-Chi is like more, I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list now that it's out on Disney+. Plus. It's another one of those, like, oh, I got to watch it because people are going to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, he, he plays a funny character there. And that, you know, that's how I grew to love that actor. Uh-huh. And the ensemble cast is great. The, the guy that plays the, the father figure, the patriarchs, not father figure, he is the the patriarch of the family and Kim's convenience. Mm-hmm. He just got cast for the live action avatar, excuse me, avatar series. That's going to be recorded. Are you a big avatar fan. I'm not, but to me, that's like big that he got cast. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So, uh, on that same vein, uh, so it's the Korean show. Mm-hmm. So you but can watch it in it's Korean. Film, no, it's filmed in Canada. It's a Canadian show. Oh, but it cast is, but it's, it's cast is largely North Korean actors. Oh, but it speak English in it. Yes, it's not yes, Korean. It's, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. It's just gotcha. this this clip. It pisses me off, and I tell I recommend the show all the time, and I tell people ignore the 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 little um, promo clip that they play because uh-huh. it's so deceiving. It's so deceiving to what the show actually is. Okay, and you have to give it a shot. I binge watched this damn show like almost two seasons in one day. I loved it that much. Okay, so. Um, Kim's convenience. Kim's convenience on Netflix. So, yes. On that same note, uh, I I went back and watched the original Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. Cowboy Bebop. Yes, that's the name of the show. It's an anime. Ah, came out in nineteen ninety eight. Okay. It's it is it's it's regarded as top five anime ever made. Oh. It's like up there with, you know, Dragon Ball and Akira and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. If you're an anime fan, the reason why I say that is because so they, the, there's a live action Cowboy Bebop with John Cho that ah, just came out. Okay. And when the trailer came out, first of all, to, to do a live action version of, of an animated anything never works. Mm-hmm. Never works. Yeah. Or video games. It never works. I've heard that the arcane one that's on Netflix is actually dope, but it's still animated. But with with actual people, it never fucking works. Yeah, you know the Uncharted, uh, the adaptation uh, of the uh, live action adaptation of the Uncharted game series is coming out too with Mark Wahlberg of all people. Oh my gosh! Yes, anyway, piece of shit. <laughs> Point is, um, Cowboy Bebop was way ahead of his time in terms of storytelling. Uh, and the soundtrack is so freaking good. Hmm. My brother got into jazz because of Cowboy Bebop. Oh, wow. And he was a little kid at the time. Now he's a big jazz fan. Yeah. Um, and so the live action one just came out. I'm not even going to try to watch it. Uh-huh. I'm not even entertain the thought of trying to watch it. 
um, because it's it's always a it's like yeah we're going to reintroduce it to the new generation. You don't need mm. to do that with everything. I, I'm I, I don't want to sit here like if you're. I mean, there's a place for it. That's fine. I'm uh, I'm shitting on it on on. It's my opinion. You know, <laughs> don't 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 threaten me. Don't threaten my family. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not for me. So I can elaborate a little bit on why, but like it basically they just. It doesn't look the same. That they took some um, from what I from what I read. Um, anyway, live live action adaptations don't work. So I went back and watched the original. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's the, the soundtrack is great. Uh, watch it in Japanese, please. Don't dub anything when you watch something. That's just it. It, it takes away from how it was how it was done. I yeah. think. So if you if you watch Quit Games in in English. God hurt you. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> anyway, I'm just talking shit. But, but, but okay, Cowboy Bebop, check it out. It's about bounty hunters uh, who are strapped for money, and then they just they're in space. The animation is great. the The characters are great. The music is phenomenal. So go and check it out. It's freaking great. You made me feel like I really undersold Kim's convenience because you went into so much detail about this show are you about to revenge me again no i'm just like oh i really don't think i hyped kim's convenience enough <laughs> we'll have to like go check out okay I haven't, if i had watched it i, I would have like chimed in a little yeah. bit but kim's convenience cowboy be bought both on netflix if you don't don't have netflix by now you just went through a year and a half <laughs> lockdown i don't know what to tell you yeah um, how's that possible how, where can people find you comedy wham all that good stuff add comedy wham across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page. We're on Twitch. We well, we don't post anything new on Twitch. Last year we did a whole bunch of online shows, which you can still find. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube, we post our podcast episodes there, but we also have a bunch of the our archived online episodes there. And uh, for me personally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Super Meowie. It's mostly pictures of my cat. Hashtag Miss Purry. And okay. uh, that's, you know, my claim to fame is my cat. And whatever makes you happy. Yeah. And yeah, we've got a showcase first Tuesdays of every month out in Lakeway called the Comedy Wham Showcase. We're about to release our my birthday month is next month. And I picked a whole bunch of comics that I just absolutely love. And it's going to be a fun show. Nice. And the showcase the podcast available everywhere. Let's see. What else do we do? The events page. If you're a comic listening to this, if you've oh, made yeah, it th- through. Yes, I have it bookmarked on my phone. <laughs> Yay. Uh, comedywham.com slash events is where you can find the Austin comedy page as well as we have a Houston comedy page, which we love the people at the secret group because they post a bunch of their shows. The secret uh-huh. group was the home of, of Skankfest Skank yeah. South. And uh, we are going through a web redesign right now and the events page is going to get even cooler. The submission process is going to be even cooler. That's one thing that I uh, want comics to know about comedy. Wham is our philosophy is very much comics should be self promoting. So we don't necessarily look at everybody's web page or Facebook page to uh, bring to get, you know, to pull the information about comedy shows, we want you to submit because that's part of your self-promotion process. Yeah. And you can't do it all. Yeah. Cause it is literally, I mean, that's how do five on two works. Yeah. But they're, you know, they're paid. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I mean, you put on your events. 
Yeah. So uh, I know there are some comics that just never submit to, to the events page, but we have made the survey process like it's a one minute thing you can do on your phone. Uh, so please submit your show because our calendar is there's hundreds of shows a month that are shown on the oh, yeah, I mean, page. Uh, look, I think live music is going to go down and, and comedy is going to go up. Yeah. So if live music does not like latch on to comedy, it's going to die. Yeah. And you can filter the events page by open mics. And that's kind of an ongoing yes, thing. Because, that's a great feature. Because we rely on comics to submit, there are open mics that aren't on our counter because we can't get the comics to actually submit their shows. So if you're at a show and you're like, hey, you're not on the events calendar, tell them, hey. Is there a newsletter? We don't have a newsletter because that would mean I would have to write the newsletter. <laughs> well, can, can you you can can you subscribe to the calendar so you get notification? Maybe no, we don't have Not that yet. feature. All right, talk to what, what's your who's your partner name again? Richard Goodwin. Talk to Richard. Yeah. He can make that work. Oh, and we are about to release our first column, our guest column, which will be written by Rochelle McConaughey. Who, if you have not met her, she is a firecracker from New Orleans. There. Uh, now is based in Austin. Nice, look at you. So yeah, we're uh, and, and and I'll say this, and I don't <laughs> want to open a can of worms here. Uh, I think that um, I know, I've, and I've had Kate on the show um, a few months ago, uh-huh. and I I think that there's enough to go around where you know there doesn't have to be one source of truth when it comes yeah. to what's going on in Austin. I think it, it's grown so much that um not everybody can be the absolute go to yeah you know what i mean so i think that i don't i don't i don't know what your relationship with kate is but um i got to take the the ego out of the equation and be like hey we're just trying to help the scene at the end of the day that's right. all we're trying to do right we we're, we're like hey you know, I tell people all the time, like, uh, when I, oh, I didn't know there was comedy here. I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you. Uh, follow this guy and follow, the, follow mm-hmm. this guy. Follow, go to Comedy Wham, go to Austin, Texas Comedy. And then between those two, you'll know everything you yep. need to know about comedy in Austin. And that's fine. Now, if it turns into there's 20 motherfuckers out there yeah. <laughs> telling you what's going on, <laughs> then we're going to have to filter them out <laughs> because we can't have. But I, I, I think this is not, it's not about cloud chasing it's not about having the best platform or about or the most followers it's just hey we have a growing scene in the city and people move here for that reason people enjoy it people want to get out i think people go to comedy shows now more especially after the lockdown Mm -hmm. you know then go to a concert or go to a bar uh and I mean, the Roma room sells out. Yeah. You know, uh, Creek in the Cave, same thing. You know, Sunset, uh, Sunset Strip and uh, Big Laugh Comedy. There's plenty. And then Rogan's about to open his joint and Cap City's coming back. So I, I, I think that... And let's not forget Fallout Theater because that oh, yeah, is Fallout. my yes, favorite. The yes. Velveeta Room. Velveeta Room. Has been posting like so, brand new headliners that are great. So it, it, it's really... We're really going back and, and then some to an actual and growing the scene here um so let's just support each other cut the shit put the egos in your pocket and you know just be cool that's all it is we can't you know you can't be oh i want to be the thing or the guy or the go-to like no fuck that at the end of the day get more people to your shows promote yourself promote promote each other i look forward to being on your podcast mm-hmm. uh so we can dive more into my hate for for things yeah. <laughs> 
not playing. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media. Follow Hip Hop Bingo as well. Uh, we will see you next time. Valerie, thank you so much for coming. Merci beaucoup, Pac. Ah, y a pas, y a pas de souci. Ça m'a fait très plaisir de te rencontrer Moi et aussi. de te parler. Oui. Uh, et puis, we'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.